Ever quit a job, ever redefined yourself within one, ever started something in one big or failed? This is Quit. It's a call-in show, hopefully helping people sort out their lives, reevaluate their options, kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb, and start something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. It's time to quit. Usually this is a call-in show, but I've got a lot of email I've been promising people I would get through. But who knows, maybe I'll take some calls anyway. If you want to call in, it's 512 is the area code for Austin, Texas. 512-518-5714, the number to dial. 512-518-5714. I'm not sure that I will take your call today. But if you've got something really important to say, do it. Maybe I will call. Maybe I will take it. But there's a lot of email to get through. And this is going to be a, a condensed... It's going to be a tight show today, Hattie. I know. How do you know that? I just know that it's going to it's going to Because I haven't eaten anything today. Along. I haven't yep. eaten anything. And you have a whole glass of water there, too. I know what you do to yourself. <laughs> what? My secret, Your secret system trick. to keep a short show? Yeah. What is my What is the trick, Hattie? Fill that bladder up with all the water <laughs> you can. And you won't go over an hour it's usually. Right through me. Yep. Keep it to an hour. Just keep drinking water. So it's been... Oh, it's been a couple my. weeks since we did a show here at uh, Quit Headquarters. And that's because we've been doing a whole bunch of things. We've been traveling. We went to Portland and saw XOXO, and that interfered. And then last week, uh, I, I, we were just so far behind. So I'm going to do three sponsors this week and keep it to an hour. And uh, we're not talking about Obamacare. People have been asking me if I'll be talking about that because one of the big considerations that people have when they want to leave a job or start their own company is healthcare. But the reason why I'm not going to be talking about it is simple. Uh, this is not a political show. And my own personal political views are just that personal. So I specifically do not talk about political things. Number one, because it, to me, that's a personal issue. And number two, I'm, I'm barely informed enough to make my own decisions for myself personally and for those of the small company that I run. And in technology, for some reason, I'm comfortable talking about things I know almost nothing about. Because I can learn quickly about the things I, I don't know about because I've spent so much of or wasted so much of my time reading about stupid technology crap. But I'm not frequently informed enough and confident enough to talk about politics. I understand them. I understand politics. I understand it well enough how it applies to my own life. And, and that's it. But this is an interesting topic, Hattie, to me. What's yes. that? Obamacare politics? No. No. Talking about things that you know or know nothing about. Yes. So we have been doing some interviews here. We're hiring for a number of different positions. And we had three or four interviews uh, earlier in the week. And I would say most of them went fairly well. And one of the interesting things to me is that uh, I, I would say none of the people who have even applied mm -hmm. for either of the two or three, any of the two or three roles that we've been hiring for 
it didn't seem to me like any of them actually knew what five by five was. Correct. That's not weird to me because if you're, if you're in technology, if you're in web development, if you're interested in Apple and you listen to podcasts, probably, you know what five by five is. Yeah. Outside of that, you might not know. Now we do have the paleo podcast, hugely popular show, way popular show. And yes, it's on five by five, but you know, there, it's, it's not like you're going to be sitting there, you know, like listening to NPR at night and here's something about classical music. And like, that won't lead you to five by five. You're not gonna be watching TV. That's not going to lead you to five by five. You've got to kind of go looking for it. Right. So it doesn't surprise me that these people who seemed like regular people didn't really know about it. And in a way, I kind of like that because a lot of the time, the people who apply, one of the things that I said in these job postings is you've got to be in Austin. Yeah. And by nature, the people who are listening to five by five, most of them are kind of, they're kind of in the geek world. Right. They're geeks. They like to talk about the geeky stuff that we like to talk about. And I don't at all care. If the people that apply for these jobs are geeks, it doesn't even matter to me. I, in fact, I kind of don't want them to be. I kind of want them to be obsessed with the stuff that they need to know to do their job. Yeah. For the person who comes in that, that's going to be doing like the associate producer role, your old job. Yep. All I and want current is... current job. Well, yeah, you're doing it. You're still <laughs> doing it. Unfortunately, doing it again. Has to be like the most... Uh, detail-oriented and obsessed person in the world. And if they're good at that job, it almost doesn't matter what industry they're in. It almost doesn't matter what they're working on. Yeah, they should have an interest in it. But I want somebody who's really good at that. And I think a lot of the time when I speak to people about them finding a new job, they may say, well, I don't have experience in this industry that I really want to get into. Like, I don't understand that or I don't know anything about it. But what do you do? Oh, well, I, I do X, Y, Z. In in many cases, it helps to understand an industry, but you can't let that be a stopping point for you. A lot of the people that apply for the job are saying, you know what? I don't have any experience, but this is what I want to get into. Why do you want to get into it? Oh, well, because I'm really, I'm really interested in it. I just don't have experience. The key is having to have that interest in it. If you come from a background where you've done some recording work before, you've done theater work before, You've talked in front of people before, but broadcasting is something new to you, but you're really interested in it. Well, personally, I think that's enough. I think those people who are who are interested in saying, I've been doing A, but I want to do B. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in doing B. There's a good chance that they're going to be able and ready to work hard because they know they're behind or they know that they have catching up to do. Uh, obviously, there's some industries where you need to have that experience, but then that... Uh, that brings up the whole question of how do I get experience if I don't already have it? And I'm not just walking out of college with a degree. And I think that's a big fear for people. I think people are afraid to make the change. Well, I've already invested a year or two or whatever in doing this. How do I get into that? And then you, you have to make this huge decision about your ability to make a change and lose what you've invested. And for a lot of people, this Obamacare thing, this healthcare thing, that's a big issue. If you have a spouse who doesn't have benefits or doesn't have good benefits, 
if you have costs that are already pretty much at, at, at the limit of what you can afford, buying your own health care is out of the question. I buy my own health care. We're not big enough company yet to provide health care. And that really sucks. It sucks for potential employees that want to hire. Well, what kind of health care do you have? Right now, we don't have any. Because, see, we're not big enough to be able to get on the right kind of plan, you know, and all of that nonsense. Yes, there, there are ways around that, and we're looking at that. But the, the point is, this is a big consideration for somebody. And you might, if, if you're like young and in your, in, you know, in your 20s, it's less of a consideration that it is than if you have three kids and you're in your 30s or 40s. That's, then it's a very, very big deal. Healthcare. Then all of a sudden, this decision doesn't seem so easy. That's why I'm always yelling at the, at, at the people who are, you know, 23 years old, not married, have an apartment, don't own a car, you know, live in the city, and they're afraid to change jobs. This is the time to change your job. It's when you have those bigger responsibilities and you finally get your head on straight and you're like, man, I've been wasting my time here at this job for five years, but I, I can't make the change. Because if I make the change, I'll lose X, Y, and Z. It's very, very challenging. Very challenging. I don't really have a good answer. The answer is be careful. The answer is think very, very, very long and hard about making that kind of change. And more and more, I see people writing in, calling in with these kinds of questions. Like, should I do this? And I guess they're asking me for advice because I made so many awful, stupid mistakes with my own jobs and my own career. And, uh, and so I can kind of advise on like, I've made that mistake. Don't do that. But, the answer is never an easy one. And I'm I'm always a little nervous to give people advice in that way, like don't do it, do it, because it is so tough and people really, really stress out. If you're sitting there thinking, man, I'm unhappy in that job or I want to start this company and I don't know if it's going to work, because most small businesses will fail. There are facts and statistics about this. You know, but most small businesses will fail. The latest number uh, that I've heard comes from a, a study that was done. And the link that I'm going to put into the show notes is from a site called Statistic Brain. They did this research in July of 2013, verified these statistics. So here's the interesting part. I'll, get, I'll break this down a little bit further. In year one, percent that failed is 25%. Year two, 36%. Year three, 44% of businesses failed. Pretty interesting. What that says, though, is that most didn't fail, but many fail. Now, I've actually heard bigger numbers than that. I've heard that most will fail, like more than 50%. So this is interesting. Now, the percentage still operating after four years, because that's a turning point in a business. Can your business last more than a year, two, three? It's four years. When you're in four years, what percentage are still operating? Well, it depends on the industry that you're in. In the information industry, 
After four years, only 37% of businesses in the information industry will still be operating after four years. Now we step into that most will fail category. In transportation and communication and utilities, 45% will still be operating after four years. Services business doesn't get into specifically what. 55% still operating. So that's better. But think about that. Finance, insurance, and real estate, 58 still operating after four years. 37% in information, which is what most of us are in. After year 10, across the board, 71% of businesses will fail. Most businesses will fail within 10 years. Now, we, what does that mean, fail? It means that they're not in business anymore. That's, that's the simple way to think about it. That they're no longer in business. Does it mean fail because the person retired? Because they found something better to do that made more money? We don't know. We don't know what the answer is. It simply means they're not in business for one year or another. For one reason or another. Five by five, I started it at the end of 2009. It's almost the end of 2013. So I'm crossing that point and, uh, and, and we're doing okay. Will we still be in business in 10 years? I have no idea. What are the causes of the failure? The number one major cause of failure is incompetence, leading to 46% of failures in the small business, that thing you want to start. Why? What are the specific pitfalls that this article lists? Emotional pricing, living too high for the business, non-payment of taxes, No knowledge of pricing, lack of planning, no knowledge of financing, no experience in record keeping. 46% businesses fail for those reasons. 30% of the businesses will fail because of unbalanced experience or lack of managerial experience. And they list under that expansion, too rapid, Inadequate borrowing practices. Heidi, do you think that we've expanded too too rapidly now? No. No. I don't think so. I think that's the opposite problem. Yeah. I don't think we have enough people. I know. Look at how quiet it is It out is there. quiet in here. When <laughs> Natalie and Anthony are gone and the, all the other people are gone. It's just, it's like a ghost town. We're fixing that. But think about that. Too rapid expansion. That That is the story of most of the startups that I've been in, they hired too many people. And I, my, I've, I've gone, I'm so terrified of hiring too many people. I don't hire enough people. 1% fail because of neglect, fraud, or disaster. I'll, I'll read a little bit more about this because this is fascinating to me. If you're thinking about starting your own business, you're thinking about doing your own thing. These are the leading management mistakes. I don't know how this is ordered, but the first 10 or 12, actually. One is going into business for the wrong reasons. Leading management mistakes, going into business for the wrong reasons. What, what are the wrong reasons? We don't know, but they're wrong. My guess is that it's, I want to make a lot of money. I want to work for myself. Be easy. It's not easy. 
And if you're not work, if, if, if you have whatever business you're doing, if you're, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why I'm stuck on this. I keep coming back to this. But I don't understand if, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just dumb. Tell him I'm just dumb. That's what it is, Hattie. She goes to her mic. You're not dumb. I'm dumb. Because I, I have this stupid idea that you should be working harder if you're running your own business than if, if you're sitting and collecting a paycheck for somebody else. I feel like you should be working harder. You should be putting in more hours. This is why I'm I'm not uh, I don't run some uh, multi-billion dollar company. Because I feel like I I'm miss I'm missing it. I'm missing something because I work way harder and have worked way harder over the last almost 4 years now than I worked in the 8 years before this to build this kind of thing. But I feel like I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. I want to work half as much. I'm working half as much because then I feel like I'm. T- we're back to episode whatever where I talk about coasting. I'm absolutely terrified that if I don't work harder, that I will be coasting. I don't ever want to coast. I'll coast when I'm retired, and I have no plans to retire ever. But does that sound crazy? No, I like what I'm doing though, and that's the thing: is I like what I'm doing. I like coming in here. I like making these shows that hopefully are people like listening to. I like making something that other people make shows. And I love connecting really, really awesome sponsors with really, really awesome shows that have really cool listeners. Like that means something. Not like the world's not like a better place in a global sense. You know, poor people are still poor. Whether I do a show or not, usually. There's still people who are hungry and who have diseases, right? But I think like these shows entertain people and maybe they make their lives a little bit better. Maybe I'm kidding myself about that too. But I feel good. Like I feel like we're doing good things. Like I feel like we're doing good things. But this takes a lot of work. And I, I see people who like, you know, they, th- like my goal has never been to work less. I guess that's it. My goal has never been to work less. My goal has also not been to make millions of dollars. I'm not saying I would mind either of those things, but those are not the goals for me. The goals for me are to do something that's that's fun and that I like to do and and that I can support myself and hopefully help other people support themselves and make really cool stuff. I want to make cool stuff. Seems like a good motivation. No? Am I crazy? You're not Am crazy. Am I doing it wrong? No. Are you just agreeing with me to agree with me? No, no. I I think just like you said, you know, working hard is why is that a bad thing? It's not a bad why thing. Why do people act like that's a bad thing? Like they want is should the goal be to I work just, like you've been to Europe? I just they don't, don't know. They barely work they barely work a day out of the whole week over there in Europe. Especially in Spain. And they're supposedly they're happier than us too, right? They're happier over there. They work less, they sleep more, they're always on the beach. <laughs> they don't wear clothes on the beach. It sounds better. I mean, I I think it's pretty cool over there. <laughs> Why don't you go live there then? Maybe I will. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but they're happier over there. Like, if you take the statistics, they're happier. They work less and they're happier. Mike Hurley, uh, Mr. Superhost over there, he, he complains if he has to work more than a four-hour day. Four hours stretched out over, over a six, seven-hour period 
if he gets less than 10, 12 hours sleep a night, he's a, a wreck. What a life they have over there. Healthcare is all built in. I mean, they don't, they don't know how to make movies in the UK. Or any kind of mu- music or entertainment anymore since the Beatles and Zeppelin left. They haven't had anything good since the Beatles and Zeppelin left the UK. They haven't had one good song. Look it up. Look it up. I'm not making this up. Shutterstock is where you'll find over 28 million images, stock photos, vectors, illustrations, and 1 million video clips. Start your search at Shutterstock.com. You'll find the perfect image for your website, your ad publication, whatever it is, whatever creative project. You're making something. Start there. Every time you visit, you'll find something new because they're adding 20,000 images every day, new images, and 12,000 videos each week. They don't charge you more for extra large files. You get the high-res version built right into that price. It's all very affordable, more affordable than you think. And you can curate and share the pictures with these light boxes. You can choose your favorite pictures or videos. You just add them to your own lightbox gallery as you search. And they have a beautiful iPad app. Let's you do this while you're laying there on your sofa in the UK or in America. Don't forget about their vectors, icons, infographic templates, video clips. You need any of those, they're there. 24-hour support during the week. And guess what, Hattie? What? I'm going to New York next week. Really? Mm-hmm. And did you know where Shutterstock is uh, based out of? I mean, they're, they're international. International. But... I'm going to say... New York City. New York City. And I'm going to go and uh, visit them. Can I come? Sure. Okay, cool. You can go and you can sign up for a free browse account at Shutterstock.com. No credit card necessary. When you find the images you like and you want to purchase something, the code Dan sent me 1013. It's got a Dan sent me the number 1013. You get 25% off anything and everything you do over at Shutterstock. Go check out Shutterstock.com and thanks very much to them for supporting 5x5 and uh, the Quit Show. Interesting numbers, though. What businesses then? If you're sitting out, here's something interesting. I've talked to a bunch of people. A lot of people start a business and they try to do it and they do it and they do it because it's their interest. It's their passion. But you know what? Those are typically not the businesses that get big. Those are not the businesses that are the multi-million, multi-billion dollar kind of businesses. You rarely hear that story. Let me paint you a picture of the typical story. Here's the typical story that you're going to hear. I was really interested in X. And I always wanted to do it as my job. So I quit my job to start this thing that I'm passionate in. And then the story Hits that fork either. And I tried it for a year and I burnt up my savings and couldn't make it work. So I went to have a job, but now I'm in a job I like better. That's the left fork. The right fork. Oh, I did it. And you know what? I found I could make a living doing this thing that I love. And uh, I hired my brother to come work with me. And uh, and now I've got this great business. We employ 18 people now. That's a super success story on that side. But these are not... What Jason Calacanis would call anything other than moderate successes. These are moderate successes. I employ a few people. I've got a little office, maybe even own a building somewhere. These are, you know, these are moderate successes. They're not big successes. Now, personally, I think a moderate success is, is a really, really, really good thing. 
But these are not how people build Microsofts or Apples or GMs or whatever. These are small time, little tiny, 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 little tiny businesses. How do you make a really big business? How do you start something that's big and great? You start a religious organization. Joel Osteen, is that the guy's name, Hattie? I think so. Businesses with the best rate of success after the fifth year. Number one, religious organizations. Number two, apartment building operators. Number three, vegetable crop productions. Number four, offices and clinics of medical doctors. Number five, child daycare services. Those are the top five businesses that you should go into. And this brings us to that second scenario. People go into business because they see an opportunity. Not because they like the business, not because it was their hobby, not because it's going to fulfill them as a person, but because they want to build a successful business. Is it necessary to love Hattie? Hattie, is it necessary to love what you do? To be successful? To be successful at it. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think that to be successful at it and to enjoy it, you must love it. To enjoy it. What if there are some people who just enjoy the act of making money, making money or closing the deal in, in a world where that's someone, you know, someone that likes just that, then they are enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So they do like their job. You know what I mean? Like that's that's them enjoying it. So mm-hmm. however they do enjoy it, that's them liking their job. Okay. I knew a guy who was uh I enjoy sitting down all day. <laughs> okay, then you're going to enjoy whatever job that you have. Right. Like, you know, it's so I think it's the way the way that you enjoy or the mm-hmm. particular thing that you like about your job. For example, you take a salesperson. They may not care what they're selling. Maybe they're selling scrap, metal scraps. Maybe they're selling cars. Maybe they're selling technology services. It doesn't matter. They love the deal. They love to close. They love the sales process. They're going to love that. It doesn't so much matter what the business is. And I've known a couple people who are relatively successful. Right. It's more the act of selling. And and I remember, I don't want to say who the person is, but they paired up with a person in, a, in an industry they identified as a growth industry. They paired up with a person who was very good at doing that and they built a company. And I was always shocked whenever I heard that this person had no experience in this business at all. They had no experience in the business, but they knew business. And they went into the industry and they made one of the most successful businesses in that industry because they understood business. They didn't care what they were doing. They didn't have a love for the industry. They didn't have a love to... No. They wanted to do something that would be successful in that growth space. And they did it because they were good at business. So if you want to have a business with the best rate of success, by that logic, you should go and start a religious organization or you should go and get an apartment building and operate it. I think that's bad advice. What businesses do you think have the worst rate of success after the fifth year? (laughs) The number one business with the worst Rate of success after the fifth year, plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. Number two, single family housing construction. 
Number three, grocery stores. Four, eating places. That means restaurants. Everybody starts a restaurant. They all want to start a restaurant. I want to start a restaurant. I want to start a paleo-friendly, gluten-free restaurant in Austin. That would be that would be really popular, right? You would think. Even but I, just general. But no, not according to this. It would be the fourth, <laughs> fourth worst business to start. Oops. Security brokers and dealers. And number six is local trucking. That shocks me. I would think local trucking would be a great business to get into. But it's really interesting. It's really, really interesting. And there's a whole new reason why businesses are going to fail in 2013 and beyond. Patent trolls. A new trend in failed startups is the purchasing of patents by what are derogatorily known as patent trolls. And they also cite that startups have a casual attitude to promote efficiency in the workplace. Whenever I hear that, you know, a company starts out, how are you doing it? Well, we're working out of a coffee shop. Why are you working out of a coffee shop? Well, that's how GitHub started. They worked in a coffee shop. So we that's how we're going to do it. That's where they had their company idea, a coffee shop. That's where we're going to have ours. I don't understand the coffee shop. Uh, Gowalla worked out of a coffee thing. shop. Then they got bought by Facebook. That's how we should do it. You know what? Let's go work Taddy right, right now. It's not the coffee shop that got them As bought. soon as we're done, <laughs> let's go down to Austin Java because that's, that's why where we've been Gowalla failing. started at Austin Java, right down the road. That's why we've been that's failing. That's only 15 minutes from here. Let's close this place down here. And we're going to go down. We'll have our next big idea down there. We'll just I work in a coffee shop. I would love to fight with some uh, strange... Uh, person over who's who got to the plug first and possibly spill coffee into my keyboard. We're just working in the wrong place. Yeah. It's our environment that's uh, killing all of our ideas. Now, here's another article done in Bradstreet. Real statistics show that 70% of small businesses succeed at first, now this is an older article. This is from uh, 2012, a year ago in August. And they are saying that small businesses really do drive the economy. That's what their argument is. They're saying that the federal government is one of the most reliable sources of economic data available. They collect a great deal of data and then go back to check the accuracy. This process results in correct historical information that can be used by anyone. Continuing, their data contradicts the conventional wisdom on small businesses. The researchers found that survival rates for new small companies are consistent across states and major industries, and the data offers reason to be confident. Why? Success rates are actually fairly high. Data from the Census Bureau shows that 69% of new firms with employees survive at least two years. 51% survive at least five years. 49% of new businesses survive for five years or more. But the longer you look at this trend, you're going to see that that failure rate increases. The success rate decreases. 34%. They're trying to paint a really cute picture of this. Let me flip this around. 34% of new businesses survive 10 years or more. And more than a quarter is 26%. See how they say that? More than a quarter. 
my 1% are still in business 15 years after being started. Now, that actually is an impressive number. 26% 15 years later. That's pretty good. But 34% of new businesses survive 10 years or more. Well, if you just take the other number, that's 66% of them don't last 10 years. So how long do you want your business to last? This is what I hear people saying right now. Well, I'd be fine if I could do what I like for five years. Well, then you can start a small business and you'll probably be able to do that. And you'll be adding to that statistic of the companies that failed after five years. But that's a, it's a good thing to think about. If your goal is to do something that you like and get paid decent and be able to manage your life a little bit more, does it sound like you'd be successful? Well, if you're freelancing, if you're doing a freelance business, you don't work for yourself at all. You work for somebody else and you work for lots of somebody else's. You work for a different somebody else every project, sometimes multiple somebody else's every week. If your boss is not a complete, utter jerk, you probably have an easier time than you would if you were working for lots of somebody else's. The devil you know, the devil you don't know. That's real. In 2009, the Department of Commerce estimated that there were 27.5 million businesses here in these great United States. Only 18,000 of those businesses had more than 500 employees. That is what the U.S. government defines as a small business. You are a small business unless you have 501 employees. I have one full-time employee. I've got a bunch of freelance and contract employees and all of the hosts technically are, they're not employed, but they're part of this company. 501 is how many you need. The reason that people seem to think that businesses are frequently failing because there's so many that are closing every year. In 2009, here's some numbers for you. 550,000 businesses were opened in 2009. 660,000 closed. This occurred during a recession. And during an expansion, the number of new businesses is supposed to outnumber the number that are closing. Interesting information. So should you start your own business? Is it a good idea or is it a bad idea? HostGator they're definitely small business, less than 501 employees. And they're based here in Austin or in Texas in general. Good reason to support them because Texas is the best state ever. HostGator, premier web hosting provider. If you're looking to start a website, HostGator can help you get started. I host some stuff over there and I love it. I went with a VPS, but they have dedicated servers. They also have shared plans. And they can even do reseller stuff. If you're somebody writing code, Deploying websites, customizing WordPress stuff. And you wonder, hmm, I wonder after I build this thing for them where they're going to host it and how they're going to screw it up. Resell. You can become a reseller with HostGator and you get this complete branded solution. And now those customers, you can charge them a fair price for hosting and make a little bit off the hosting, but at the same time guarantee that it's going to be a great experience for them. You can manage it for them. You can let them manage it themselves. It doesn't matter. Or just get your own stuff hosted. 
99.9% uptime no matter what you're doing over there. And when you host with HostGator, unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth. And they've got tons of these great one-click installs for optimized software installation. Again, we mentioned WordPress, but there's tons and tons of other things that you might want to do over there. You ever run into any trouble? 24-7 support. And these people doing their support, this is what I love about HostGator. They care so much about your satisfaction that they will not, they have told me, we had a, a lunch with them not that long ago here at a HopDotty, the hamburger place. Oh, by the way, if you go to HopDotty, remember this. Remember, first of all, the truffle fries, oh, forget it. Like those are the best. Second, get a fried egg on top of your hamburger. People forget this all the time. Just tell me you want a fried egg. They'll put a fried egg right on. Just don't, that's all I'm saying. 24-7 support. They have wanted to, I've talked to their, their marketing guy and he was telling me that, oh, we've, I had worked for months on a really, really great, you know, new campaign, a new thing. And, uh, and the CEO said, no, hold off. And they said, why? What are you talking about? We've been working. He said, we don't have enough people right now trained to support what we think will be a successful marketing campaign. So we're hiring and training these new people so that they'll be ready when you launch that campaign because we don't want one single unhappy customer. That says something to me. And I think you should check out HostGator. The code that you're wanting to use to support this show is STOOGE10, S-T-O-O-G-E, and then the number 10, STOOGE10. 30% off at HostGator, everything. STOOGE10, HostGator.com. Thank you very much to the uh, lovely folks over to HostGator for making this show possible. No easy answer, right? To quit something. I'm going to say that for most people, you do not have what it takes to run a small business. Did I just make you angry? You, right now, the person sitting there listening to my voice right now, you do not have what it takes to run a successful business. You will fail. Does that make you angry? If it makes you angry, you probably do have what it takes. If you heard me and say, yeah, you're probably right, then don't do it. That's how you can deter. If, 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 you're, if you're laughing right now saying, you don't know what you're talking about, Dan. I have what it takes. Maybe you do. But the rest of you don't. That doesn't mean you can't do fun, creative projects on the side. Doesn't mean you can't make a little bit extra money. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is walking up to your boss and saying, here's my letter of resignation. I'm going to go do this thing that I love. Doing that thing that you love is probably not how you're going to be successful. I did what I loved multiple times and each of those businesses failed. And that's because I had a lot to learn. But I was under this impression that if I went and did that thing that I liked, that I would just be successful because I liked it and because I would be passionate and because I could put my time in. But that's not enough. There's a great, uh, there's a great video out there now. Do you know, what's, who, who does that video, Hattie? It's a little, uh, he's, a, he's a little scarecrow and he's running around. It's Chipotle, right? Chipotle, yep. Mm-hmm. Could you find that video and, yeah, and, and we'll put it into the show notes? If you haven't seen it, it's pretty interesting. It shows there's this little, little scarecrow. It's called the, square, the Scarecrow. The Scarecrow. And he's walking around, working at this miserable factory. And I don't want to give it away. I'm you putting it in the show notes. Put it, thank you, Hattie. You, you, you have to go watch this. The show notes are at 5x5.tv slash quit slash 39. And there's a newsletter there you can subscribe to that 
And don't forget, I put some uh, links in there if you do want to talk about some other. I'll get to that. Okay. Thank you. It's talking about why you shouldn't start a small or why you shouldn't start your own business, yeah. which is kind of on topic. For yeah, today. That's, that's part of the inspiration for this is that link that you found. Thank you. Cool. And this little scarecrow starts his. We can just say he he starts his own business. Oh, and what was that other video we saw? That right, the it's the one that uh, dystopian Joel future. Said, yeah, and Joel Bush uh, sent that it's in. It's very sad. I'll put that one in there too. Yeah, so you put can watch that both boy. Talk about depressing. It's a little stop motion animation thing. It seems. I think it's kind of an inspiration for the Chipotle video, but I have to I agree. Know. I think they're related. One somehow. Well, go watch both of those. One is a little happier than the other. I'll give you a hint. The scarecrow is the happy one. But most small businesses. Oh, so let's let's define what's successful. What's successful is they don't close. But that's not really success, right? Success is more like you're happy. You feel happy. Are you going to be happy doing what you're doing? And time and time again, I'm just this is just an observation. It's just an observation. In the design world, I would see this again and again and again. There's a designer and they're working for a company and they don't like what the company is having them do anymore. They're bored of making landing pages. They're bored of now the company wants to go in a direction that they don't think is cool anymore. They want to do responsive design and the company doesn't care. I don't like the color palette, whatever. All valid reasons, by the way. They want to go and do their own thing. And they're good. And they keep getting their friends saying, oh, you can please design our website. So they try to design the websites and do the logos and do all the other branding stuff. And they're doing it evenings and weekends. And they're like, what am I, why do I go in during the day to this stupid job where I'm underappreciated? I'm doing stupid things. And all the good stuff I do is after work when I'm exhausted. So they quit. And they go and try their own thing. And they're successful. And they, they, they're doing a great job. And they like it. And then after a year, it maybe, maybe two years, maybe less. Oh, I'd just like to announce that the reason I haven't been uh, updating my blog anymore is because uh, I've been uh, starting to work with Company X. And I'm going to go to work with them. I sure did have a great chance doing all this fun freelance stuff. But now I'm going to go and do Company X. And it's going to be great. And they're company X for a year until they feel all those same things again. And they want to be back on their own. They announce that they're on their own again. And now this time they're working with uh, this other designer. This time it'll be fine. And the year later, yeah, I'm going back. I see this over and over and over again. I'm just picking on designers. Why am I picking on designers? Because developers, I think, get something that designers don't get. And that is... I'm, oh boy, am I going to get email from this, Hattie? Because I'm making all kinds of generalizations. I, yeah. I get that. But I'm a designer. Maybe I can. Maybe I can quip, quip in if something's yeah. designers. I think frequently. Oh, I'm going to get emails. Designers are frequently more outgoing and social than developers are. Here they come. They've all opened an email, all email right now. Right Fresh now. emails People are being typing. Open. Let me paint a picture of a typical designer for you and tell me if, if I'm wrong. Designers are often a little bit artistic. They're, it's more likely for a designer to have that hipster beard 
and the cuff jeans. Yeah, I'm wearing cuff jeans today. <laughs> and the red leather shoes. Mine are not red. And the big beard and to roll in and drink the craft beer and, you know, go to the meetup and do all the. Whereas the developers, they're going to like go and co-work together at 10 p.m. at night at the coffee shop and not talk to each other except if there's a coding problem. This is just the generalization. Fine. I feel like you have you have, you have place to say because you were in the developer world for a long time mm-hmm. and that's the majority of people that you've come across in the developer world. And so you know it's not a stereotype. De- you know what the developers it's, know? It's the, over time, you've that's what you've seen. You know what the developers know that the what designers do know? don't know? What? Because the designers are frequently like, they're like people people and the developers are like not people people. They're working alone a lot of the time and designers are inspired by going outside and looking at the train tracks and taking a picture of their feet <laughs> and the developers are more often in the room drinking Red Bull and Mountain Dew and whatever terrible generalizations I know I know but what developers realize is that they don't want to go- every time Hattie every time that yep. we talk to a developer about it well you know they might be freelance right but they don't want to be doing the business part they want to be writing the code. Right. And they, they don't kill, they don't, they're, they're not convincing themselves and they're not kidding themselves that they're good at the business part. They don't want to do that. If you're a really good developer, generalization, chances are you just really enjoy writing the code and building the thing. Designers like that too, but designers go out there and, and, and they're social and they're happy. Why? I won't get into why. And of course I'm wrong 50% of the time. That's fine. But you understand what I'm saying. You're saying from your experience, that's what you found. Right. So. This is why that partnership comes into it and is so important. And if you look around and you hear these stories of people, their success stories, you hear the Twitter success stories, right? You hear Square. You hear what Cable's doing up with Panic. His whole story while he's up on XOXO talking about it. Business partners. Find somebody who likes it. The people that we talked to earlier in the week mm-hmm. about the iOS stuff. Two, two people walk in. One is a coder. One is like doing the other marketing sales stuff. It's like, a, it's like a marriage. You find the person that is what you, what is not your strong suit so that you can, as a team, be a very useful and productive entity. You have to have that to offset the things that you don't do or that you don't like to do. You have to have that. That's why having a good team is so important. So important. You can't do it alone. Very rarely have I heard, and again, maybe there are certain businesses where this works, but... There's always that exception, so... You need to have people that you can work with. If you're by yourself doing everything, understand that this is temporary. And maybe you can make it work temporarily. But I'll I'll tell you one business where I think you can do well by yourself. Photography. If you're a really good photographer and you're going to get paid well enough, there's not that much accounting to it. I mean, there's always accounting, but there's not that much. You can go out there, but you know what? Eventually you're going to be like, man, I want to bring, I want to bring all three of my cameras and the lights and that, what's it, they would call it reflective thing. Uh, yeah. Just you know, like a light ref- card. That yeah. thing, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that it unfolds is yeah, silver. Light and you, card. Who's going to carry that? Right, that's when you get an assistant. Right now, <laughs> now you have to hire someone. Even in that situation where you're but just one person, but it's more of a pack mule. 
Yeah, I know, I have experience person. being the pack mule for my own parents' photography yeah. things. You've had to go and hold the each each child going through the the security <laughs> at the airport must get their own bag of film, right? <laughs> and have it hand checked <laughs> because we each can't have a whole bag right. of film. But you know, but that's the thing is 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 even you imagine sort of the lone photographer walking. No, they need help too. Everybody's going to need help. And if you want to make something that's really great, you can't do it by yourself. Most of the mistakes that I've made, even with five by five, and there have been plenty here, has been because these were it was me trying to do stuff all by myself. There's different ways you can arrange it. You don't have to give somebody 50% in your business or even 49% in your business. But giving them some kind of equity and letting them be involved in helping helping make decisions, being involved in, in helping you do the work are so important. That's why a company like uh, Squarespace is so successful. They're successful because they, they understand that making really, really great things and continuing to innovate it can't happen with just one person. In fact, they have 70 employees on their customer care team. 70. They didn't start out with 70, of course. They're in New York, too. We should go visit them. We should. If you go to squarespace.com and you use the code STOOGE10, same code, S-T-O-O-G-E-10, you will get 10% off after your free trial ends. That's all I'm doing now. Whenever I have an idea for site, whenever I start with a Squarespace uh, template because they're responsive. They're always coming out with new designs. And you know what's the best? You can switch designs for your entire site. You can switch it by picking a new template. So when they come out with something amazing, all that new goodness, that's yours. You inherit that. Now listen, if you want to tell me about your website, we're sending all these over to Squarespace. We're going to do some cool things. We're going to do some giveaways. We're going to do some stuff like that. You tweet it to me. I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Tweet your URL to me for the Squarespace site that you have and tag it Squarespace and we'll, uh, we'll keep track of those. Now remember, you can try them for free. No credit card required, nothing like that. If you decide to purchase it, it starts at eight bucks a month. You get a domain name if you sign up for a year and make sure you're going to use that code STOOGE10. You're going to get 10% off. 24-7 support, awesome design, Commerce built in, responsive design, easy to use, squarespace.com, New York City. Thank you. So, is it a good idea or not to start your own business, to quit your job? There's so much that goes into running your own thing. And people go into this so naively, including me, time and time again. Oh, it'll be easy. I'll work for myself. I'll work less. My business will succeed. These are all myths. Chances are your business will not be what you think it's going to be. It will be more work than you think. Right now, Hattie, who's calling me? Sharon over there. Well, you didn't yep. send me all the forms that I need from the your quarter three thing. Yeah. How many times have I sent quarter three forms in? Dozens and dozens and dozens of times. I still don't remember all the stupid crap I got to send in. Yeah. Oh, we need, we need your payroll report. Well, here it is. No, that, not that report, the summary report. Okay, uh. well, here it is. No, that's still not right. I don't even know what this means. I don't want to know what it means. But for someone out there, they know what it means and they enjoy doing it and they enjoy talking about it and doing good work in that realm. So 
you know, it's That's just job finding the right person to to fit the bill. But see, I still have to. I'm still the conduit for that. I don't want to waste my time on that. But right. I don't have enough money to hire an account or enough to give an accountant full time, like a bookkeeper. Yeah, it's not enough work for the bookkeeper. So I have to do it. I don't like doing that. I like being on the radio. I like doing sales. I like helping people make their shows better. I don't like it going and logging into the bank, running reports, and uploading them to a portal in my accountant's website. But I have to do it. There's so much of that that you have to do every day. I love, you know what I do love? One of the things that makes me so happy. What? I don't actually like the process of doing it except when you help me, but I love paying hosts. I love paying the hosts of these shows. Like that makes me yeah. so happy every single time I do it. Hattie, when I cut your paycheck, that is a happiness for me. High five. High five. Fine. All right. That makes me really happy to do that because I get to pay people to do something that they like to do. And you feel like you're getting something in return for that. Yeah. I mean, we're building something that's, always that's a really good thing fun. When you're paying someone. <laughs> it makes it makes it, it it makes me so happy to do that. I don't like the way the bank makes me the form that they make me use to do it, but I like paying the people. We have a caller he's sitting there on hold. 20, 30 minutes. Look at this, right in an hour too, Hattie. I know. Like a perfect out, perfect show. How much water hour. have you had? None. Oh. Can I have some then? No. Oh. I'm gonna drink it right now. Oh, that's good. That's uh the Brita water. That is good. Are they water. a sponsor? Brita? No. I'm worried about the pipes in this building though. Even with I think the we need to replace the Brita filter. Yeah, the too. red light was flashing. Yeah, yeah I saw that the Ugh. other day. <laughs> I'm just looking 31 minutes they've been on hold now and this is the first time I'll be testing the new audio box with it I wonder if this is going to work how bad will they sound I don't know let's find out I'm worried I'm worried I don't have it hooked up right again why am I doing this because I don't have enough work for a f- anyone <laughs> can you tell we're I'm having afraid. some difficult Hello? need to hire people hello What's going on? Oh my gosh, it works. Sounds Can you good. hear me? How am I coming in, Dan? Coming in really good. Who is this? What's your name? This is Cameron from Fresco Valley, Arizona. What's going on, Dan? Arizona. Yes, sir. One of the three callers, I think, that you got from AZ. It's hot out there in the desert, but it's clean. <laughs> you know, I'm actually freezing. It's like 60 degrees out today. <laughs> really? Yeah, we're a pretty high elevation. We're at like, I don't know, 6,500 feet or something. So it's not too warm. All right. Well, what can I help you with? You've been on hold for 32, Dan, 31, 32 minutes. I, you're the only call I'm going to take been. today. That's it. Just you. Oh, I've, been, I've been hoping for that. That's a wise decision on your part. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I recently put in my resignation at my full-time job. Do I get the bell? Yeah. Yay! There you go. Congrats. Well, maybe I can take the bill back until I hear what your plan is. Okay. So next Friday is my last day. Uh, I work for, um, I'll say, a communications company up here. And um, it has been absolutely miserable for me. Um, 
been working there. It's a little over three years and it's just been absolutely terrible. And I mean, it's totally my fault that I've been letting it go on for so long. It's just, I put, you know, making money, I guess, securely or as secure as you can working right. for someone else at a higher priority than my happiness. And, um, a series of fortunate events, uh, just happened and kind of put me to where I am today. So, um, <clears throat> listening to the show, uh, has definitely attributed to that. So I, um, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but I am going to start working part-time at a golf course. Nice. Um, I'm really passionate about golf. I love golf. But, it'll be just like, it'll you'll be just like Carl Spackler and Caddyshack. Oh my God, dude. You talk about, you know, Ronnie Dangerfield's my hero. You know what I mean? I yeah. want one of those bags with journey playing in it. You know what I mean? So that's, that's where what I are you going to be doing? Right wait a minute, wait a minute. Hang on, hang on. Let me get the facts. Let me just go over this again. You're in Arizona. Yeah. I am in Arizona, yeah. For the people that don't know, lots of golfing in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. We got a huge golf community. I think Ping is based out of Scottsdale, right? Yeah, or no? I, think I don't know. So. They pick a putter at the Scottsdale. I don't know. Number two, you're how old? 20. 20. Okay. Yes, and I'm I'm make, going to make an assumption. You're probably not married and probably don't have kids. None that I know of. No, and I'm okay. not married. Okay. And you're not. You're sure you're not married because that can happen too. What's that? You can never mind. And number three, uh, do you have do you have debt? Do you have school debt? Do you have money? Are you in debt? Credit card debt? Anything like that? Mm, no, no credit card debt. I did just finance a truck about five months ago, but payments not. It's not a new truck or anything, so it's not, not extensive. But uh, I do have a truck payment. But uh, other than that, I'm pretty low maintenance, man. Yeah, so, you know. Okay, so you were in a that's job. Kind of why I, you were you were in a job. You didn't like the job. You left the job, and uh, you're working part time at a golf course. What will you be doing at the golf course? So I get my official position is outside services, which is. Um, whenever I tell somebody that they think it's a caddy and it's not quite that prestigious, <laughs> oh, so it's um, a be step below, like, uh, below you know, caddy. Tending to, what's that? It's a step below caddy. Yeah, right. I'm going to, uh, you know, it's, it's a tentative reservation I have for caddy. If I can prove my worthiness, I guess, but, uh, I'll be tending to like the range, um, cleaning people's clubs off and it's a pretty swank place and gratuity is part of my position. So I'm hoping to make some pretty decent tips. So. I don't know. And I get free golf, so that kind of sold me on it. Nice. I mean, if there were oh, if yeah, there yeah. were gophers, would you have to deal with them? Yeah. Uh, I Conveniently, I do have access to, uh, you know, C4 or whatever it is that Bill Murray used in, right. in the shape of bunny rabbits to disguise it. So I guess that was just another perk that they, you know what I mean? They might, at first he, he told me he wanted me to get rid of the gophers. And I said, if we don't have any golfers, how are we going to, he's kind of like a, like a Scottish guy. Right. And uh, he boss? goes, if we don't have any golfers, how are we going to have a membership? He goes, golfers. Right. So I don't know. There's a kind of a lack of communication there, but yeah, I mean, I, I could take care of those, those, the vermin. Would you ever have to clean out a pool or anything like that? Clean out what? Like a pool, you know, like drain and clean a pool. Oh, oh, no, no. I mean, if I did, I mean, I'm hoping I would find nothing short of Snickers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so at, at age 20, a lot of people are still in college. A lot of people are, yeah. Is that something that you think will be 
you know, in, in, in the cards for you? Is that something you, you want to do or? I took some courses at the community college here, uh, last year and it broke me so bad. Um, they were Finan- online. <clears throat> Financially get, it broke you, you mean? Uh, what's that? Financially broke you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you know, stress levels as a byproduct of that. Right. Um, uh, they have a, uh, a program for a bachelor's degree in computer networking. Uh-huh. And I thought that's what I would be most passionate about working at a uh, <clears throat> communications company. But um, no, I was, I was pretty much just not benefiting at all from it. Uh, I felt like, I don't know, my colleagues could be teaching the class, but, you know, have no college experience at all. And I could learn more from them. So I don't think college is for me, not that I have anything against college, but uh, just not my, not my forte. There's other means of education that are a lot more effective, actually. Um, Someone on Twitter posted, I forgot who it was. Um, This was like probably a year ago. He, uh, the, there was like a programmer boot camp, and it's twenty thousand dollars for two weeks, right? And he goes, you know, I can spend one hundred twenty thousand dollars putting my kid through a four year um, university and have the dismal chance of getting a job afterwards, or I can put him through a twenty thousand uh, dollar programming boot camp and have him most likely get a job right away. Right? You know, college is obsolete now. So I mean, that's kind of my stance on that. Not that I have, you know, anything against college, but that's just not for me. You know, that's really interesting. I mean, we could do a whole show on that in on, on that one statement, college is obsolete, because more and more and today... You know what? I, I, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go no, ahead. no, no. Please go ahead. I, I was just about to say, I should have said this as a, as a fair warning. I mean, you got to cut me off, because I'll ramble, man. I've been looking forward to you answering my calls for, since I started listening to the show. So if I start rambling, Dan... Just cut me off. No, no problem. No problem. Uh, It's no, it's it's, (laughs) it's really interesting because I think this is something that represents and I think it's in no small part due to the the way that people can work today independently and freelance and even just because of GitHub, for example. Like I know tons and tons of outstanding developers who have had absolutely no programming experience or education except for the fact that they went online and they watched some tutorials and they bought some books and they read about code and they learned to write code and now they're an iOS developer and they're making some money or now they're an HTML, you know, uh, designer, CSS designer, you know what I'm saying? Like that for them. Yeah, oh no, no, absolutely. It just and they they the didn't this is the first time that that go ahead. No, this is the first time in history that you've been able to just go with a computer and an internet connection and create a career for yourself if you're motivated. Yeah, exactly. I mean, passion is key in anything. I mean, I know earlier you guys were talking about you have to be passionate to be successful. And I was making myself a burrito and I was just thinking, I'm like, well, of course you do. That's just my mindset. In order to be successful, you have to be passionate, but you guys made some good points. Um, you don't have to be passionate, but passion really does fuel anything. If you have passion, you don't need to spend $120,000 at ASU to get, you know, a BS in computer science and make $60,000 a year on a higher end, you know, and the quote unquote experience that someone gets out of college is synthetic because it's in a lab or it's out of a textbook or whatever, you know, this real world experience that people get, in my opinion, is far more valuable than what anybody can teach in a classroom. And if education like colleges and everything like that, were more geared towards 
internships and, you know, real world applications for the education that they're trying to learn, it would be a lot more. I probably wouldn't feel the way I do about college, but it's more this traditional you got to read it, take a test about it, and then do a presentation or something like that. It's like, how is that really going to look to an employer other than, you know, these bigger companies that have HR firms and, you know, will throw your resume out if they don't see some sort of college degree. But it really, though, I mean, in a real world scenario, how is that going to be benefit your company? Because this is going to be their first time implementing the skills that they say they have. Um, I work with a girl who is a little older than me, she, it's, it's pretty funny. It's ironic, actually. She, uh, I started out in, in tech support for this company, right? And mm-hmm. I've been, I've bounced all around. That's part of why it's been pretty bad. But anyway, I work with this uh, girl and she has, she's gotten the degree from our community college here that I was going after. And she works for our billing department. So that was kind of weird to me. I'm like, well, she has a, a bachelor's degree in computer networking. Shouldn't she be working for like knock or tech support, anything like that? She knows absolutely nothing about tech, desktop support. I mean, even the most fundamental computer knowledge is just totally absent from her. So it shows you, and that's a prime example, in my opinion, as to what you can expect to really get out of some of these degrees, especially from a community college, maybe more from a, a prestigious, you know, like ASU. That was my dream when I was in high school. I wanted to go to ASU. It would be different. But at the same time, there's, I mean, in my opinion, there's nothing that can beat that real world experience, trial and error, because you can know everything on paper, but when you go to implement it, knowing how to find out why you're wrong, finding out what version of Rails won't work with this and mm-hmm. what gem you have to install on this and that, that, resourcefulness is what's valuable and, and being able to do that under pressure is what's really valuable to a company. So that's kind of how things are going nowadays. Yeah. I'm a big believer in education and in college education, but the nice thing about it is if you're, you're 20 years old, you can try this, whatever path you're on right now. I, I like to say, tw- I like to say 20 years young, Dan, is that appropriate? Sure. You can try okay, this okay. and you can experiment and you can do something, you know, we, we can, we can poke fun at, uh, at in Europe and believe me, we should, and, and we do, but something <laughs> that they, that they get right over there and that's supported by their culture it, it, much better than it's supported by our culture here today in the, uh, the great United States is those folks are encouraged to go and, and travel a bit and take some time off and explore and then go back and get a job. We here, it's almost like if you don't go to college right after high school, oh, well, you ain't never going to college. That's sort of the philosophy. Exactly. And, and, and our culture kind of unfortunately supports that as well. It's very, very difficult for people to go back to school. So what I'm going to tell you is this. I'm glad for you. I think it's, it's, it's great that you're going to do something that you like, play the free golf. What what else are you going to be doing after all of this? I mean, is this your plan to be right. part part time at the golf course? Right. So I probably should have delved into that a little a little sooner. I do own. I, I like to say I'm a part of a, of a web development team. I don't like to say company. I think company is really over. Why? Uh, what's wrong? Here. What's but, wrong with um, company? I started a team. It, it, wait a minute. Wait that, a minute. What, what's wrong with calling it a company? Why does it, why why is team better for you? I just I feel like. I don't know. I, I think maybe working for a quote unquote company kind of has this 
bad vibe tied to it. I don't know. It just seems like you're kind of overselling yourself. I, we're a team, you know, it's a select group of people. Um, you know, my brother's a graphic designer. Um, you know, I have another person who does film, different things like that. And we all bring something to the table. We're a team. We're not really a company. You know, I'm in Prescott Valley there in Phoenix. You know, we commute this and that. We're not really a company because if you look at the entity that is our company by traditional stands, I mean, it's not a company. It's a team. I mean, it's, it's, until we get more clients and this and that, that's, you know, all, no one will really take us seriously. So I don't know. Team has more of a promising title to it, I guess. But I, I started it. I officially um, started the LLC about two years ago. And um, I was originally going to do like computer credit and things like that. Well, that was a total bust. Uh, too much competition and just not what I'm passionate about at all. So I'm focusing on web design and, um, you know, like, uh, social media marketing and, and, uh, you know, like I said, I have a film expert that we do that kind of ties into that whole package thing and, um, taking on a few clients. Uh, I'm actually hopefully getting paid by one today after I get off the phone with you, but that's a side project. Um, hoping to get some passive income. That's not what's going to put me up on the Hill. I have other ventures with, um, people that I met at my current job that I'm quitting that are just great. The, you know, the people have kept me at that job for so long and that's been a huge benefit from working at, you know, a corporate student job. And, you know, while I'm there, you know, eight to five student off, I can hmm. talk to them and kind of get this whole facade of a, of a company out of the way. But uh, I have some business ventures and stuff like that that I, I plan on going into and um, development is my main forte starting to i'm really passionate about uh ruby and rails and all the other frameworks and stuff like that but i'm more uh, proficient in php so that's kind of like a passive income type deal to to get me going where i have more time time is like the big thing that's why i took this part-time position is because you know golf is obviously a great thing uh to have but uh, it is uh, part-time and should help me pay the bills and, and stuff like that but ultimately i'll be freeing up more time to go into these other projects and I sense that I'm getting lecture about the seven to 11 and on the weekends type deal, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it, I, I want to be doing what I love full time. And since I put my two weeks in, I mean, it's been a disaster at worst and things are just going downhill. So that's been a huge weight off my shoulders, but being able to be around an environment where I'm more passionate and have more time to put into something I see being more successful, whether it's moderate success or, whatever you want to define it as, you know, success is what I'm after with, with this. And even if I'm not successful at the end of the day, I can say that I did, you know, for 10 hours straight, I just did what I love doing. And if I can get my bills paid, awesome. If I make enough money to buy my own house and pay my charter off and fine, you know, that's great. But that's, that's really what my decision was geared towards. And I was kind of dancing around the idea of quitting for so long because I was under the solution that I had security and I recently got demoted, uh, which had a lot to do with my decision as well. I'm back to making what I was making when I started three years ago. And it wasn't a performance issue or anything like that. So it was more of a wake-up call for the lack of opportunity at my job. And it was just time to, to make a leap. And listening to everybody else on your show and you know your shortcomings and your success as a byproduct of that has really been motivating. And if anything, I feel so much better. I'm getting more sleep. I'm, my health has already improved dramatically. 
uh, you know, it's just, I, I see the light at the end of the tunnel now and I see a reason to continue to work on the things that I'm working on now. And, you know, if it, if it doesn't make me the, you know, the next Paul Irish or whatever, it doesn't matter to me. I'm doing what I love doing. And as long as there's enough work to get the bills paid, I'm happy, but I'm really excited to, to start being around an environment that's more friendly towards what my thoughts are and geared towards and stuff like that. So the whole golf thing, it, it it's passive income on top of my, uh, I guess you say web design right. business or whatever right. on the side that I'm doing, but, uh, well, here, do, do me, up more time. Do me a favor. Three months from now, three months from now, call back. And tell me how it's going. Three months? Dude, yeah. I'm saying I want to call next week. Dude. No, I, want three, to have, I want to be on the show. I know. Three months from now, call me back. Because that's enough time for, for this to really sit, settle in and sink in. You can tell me what's really going on with you. All right. In three months. Mark your calendar. Man, that's going to be a... I know. You know what you can are we do talking it. about in January? Yeah. Sure. All right. All right. I'll look for your call. Thank you. Thanks for the call. And good luck. Not a problem, Dan. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for taking it, by. I appreciate right. it. Take care. Okay, he's gone. Now, I'll tell you the one thing about uh, about him. I didn't get to tell him this because I could sense he needed to go. But, you know, worried about him, not worried about him. I'll tell you what. I'm actually not worried about him. And I don't, I don't fully want to say what I think yet. I want to wait for the three months. But I think I know, I think I know what's going to happen. But I'll tell you what, I think he's got the right, it sounds like he's really super casual about this. And the only thing that that does worry me a little bit about him is it sounds like he's going in a lot of directions at at once, but I feel like that's what he needs to do right now. Like he needs to, to explore and experiment and he's 20. He's 20 years old. What's that? You're, you're, you're pantomiming something. (laughs) I was going to say he's got, he's got time. He like I feel like he's stressing out. This is the out. time for him to, right, like, to take. He, he needs a vacation, is what he needs. Because he's twenty, he can he has the advantage. He can say, you know what, I'm going to work at a company for five years. You know what, and then you know what, and then I'm going to work for a golf company for two years. Now I'm going to go backpacking across Europe for a year. Like because he's twenty, he can. Now I mean, granted, you can do this at any stage in your life, but it's easier for someone this young to be able to do that. Yeah, this is the right time. And that's why I'm going to say I'm not worried about him. He's 20 years old. And you know what? He seems like he has energy, which is, I think, a big part about just a lot of being successful in general is having energy to get up and do things. You know what? If every <laughs> Some single people thing... can't even get up in the morning, you know? <laughs> You're right. You're right. And if everything he does, Hattie... If everything he does fails right now, he's 20 years he's old. He's going to go out and do something else. He's got a truck. Like, yeah. he'll, he'll figure this out. Yeah. He'll figure it out. So I can't wait to hear from him in three months. Speaking of figuring things out, how do I, how do I say this woman's name? Marina Schifrin? That's your name, dude. <laughs> Did I say that right? I don't know who you're talking about. This is the woman who worked over at Next Media Animation, uh-huh. the company that makes those Taiwanese animation videos with the Sims running around and freaking out uh, about current yeah. events. Uh-huh. So she decided to quit. Right? Okay. And she quit by making a YouTube video. Oh, yes. I love this video. Well, you put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I forgot. 
put in so long ago. And she she's dancing. And she dances around in the video and she puts sort of a little um like you know text over the the screen and she's she's dancing to Kanye. She picked a good song. She picked a good song and for whatever I don't get this but there is something about it about watching somebody dance by themselves. We were talking about this. <laughs> it's just very interesting to it's... watch a person dancing by themselves Especially if it's like hip hop style dancing, and she's not the best dancer in the world. She's way better than me. I like the way she dances. Well, I like it's it too, fun. but it's not like you're not watching a professional dancer. She, it'd be okay because when you're watching a professional dancer, you're like they're working, right? They're, that's their job. She's just having fun at four thirty in the morning dancing. And this is her, you know this this is how she's. I'm not going to play the clip because it's it's just silent and has words on the screen. But, but she's she's uh, dancing around, and this is how she has, I guess, given her a resignation. She's happy that she's quitting. She's dancing around, and uh, and and every every single human being alive emailed this video to me. Oh, really? You showed it to me first. Yeah. But here's what she writes uh, under the video. The video, by the way, have you looked recently at how many views it has? No. How many now? Do you want to take a guess? How many? Take no, a guess. I don't know. Million. Thirteen million. Huh? Four hundred ninety-nine thousand four hundred eighty. Whoa! And she says this is an interpretive dance for my boss, set to Kanye West's "Gone." I work for an awesome company that makes news videos. I've put my life into this job, but my boss says quantity, speed, and views are what is most important. I believe it's more important to focus on the quality of the content. When you learn to improve this, the views will come. Here's a little video I made explaining my feelings. Want to deal with me? Hit me up. And she has a link to her <laughs> site awesome. there, which is uh, uh, com. Writer, comedian, waitress. She's awesome. That'll also be in the show notes. I love this kind of thing. Um, I don't know if this is... The way that I would want one of my employees to quit, because <laughs> right. as much as it shows her valuing quality and wanting to, you know, quit in a, in a cool kind of a way. From an employer standpoint, from an employer I would standpoint, be really, I really worried. Like yeah, because <laughs> it almost seems like she could turn on you at any second, or I would be worried about that. I could see a lot of employers. Like, oh, if she's unhappy then she might post a video saying all these things inside baseball things about us, you know? Right. I would, I wouldn't like if an employee, I would like it if an, an employee quit and they would say, you know what? Wasn't the right place for me. But yeah. you know, if I have an employee uh, that, that leaves, you know what? They weren't the best fit for that job, Yeah. but it was a job and a fit for that job. Maybe if I had had another job for them, they they would still be here. If I could have provided them with the right opportunity, they would still be here. But I couldn't. That was my fault. They left because of my of me. I wouldn't want someone saying, well, they don't care about the quality, and then I'm dancing around because I'm so happy that I'm leaving this stupid place. Like, wow, I'm going to hire them. But I'm sure there are a lot of people who would say, wow, I want to I challenge this person. 
clearly though uh she can dance a lot better than i can and she took a stand for what she believes in she wants to make quality and uh i would say a video that she made is is pretty entertaining <laughs> so good for her we should get her on the show let's do it let's get her get her on the show get her on next week's show is she in new york where is she? I don't know where she is. Maybe we'll get her uh, on the show. We could record it live uh, in New York from her, uh, wherever she works now. Unfortunately, when I went to her about page, she says there's only three facts that I need to know about her. One, she loves writing so much that she hates it. <laughs> Two, her parents' names are uh, Olga and Vladimir. And three, she forgot the third one. So we don't know if she's in New York. We don't know the best way to get in touch with her. And uh, she has some videos. So anyway, go check out her site. And uh, the other sites that we have uh, linked to, the other things uh, that I quoted during the show are available at 5by5.tv slash quit slash 39. If you enjoy the show, you can support it by uh, paying $3 a month for the newsletter, which I've only sent out once or twice. You can also make a donation uh, by clicking the membership links and becoming a 5by5 member. And if you're out in the New York area next week... Uh, We're going to be out and about, so invite us to something. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And I I think we'll be able to do a show next week. Hopefully, we can find a studio to use out there in uh, in New York. Maybe they have a microphone in New York City. Someone will have one. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter. You can follow me there. Hattie is also on Twitter. Hattie Bird, H-A-D-D-I-E Bird. And, And that's all we got for you this week. Hope you have a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in.